Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women of all ages and all stages of menopause. And it's become a phenomenon. I hear that a bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony is by Happy Mammoth, the company dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients like herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to stressors, including hormonal changes that naturally occur throughout a woman's lifetime. They can help alleviate hot flashes, night sweats, and that feeling of being tired all the time. The biggest benefit, feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in the more than 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code DATINGWALLGRAY at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code DATINGWALLGRAY for 15% off today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whether we found the one or are still searching, romantic relationships can be stressful sometimes. And I've learned that when I keep my emotions bottled up, it starts to affect me negatively. I know that therapy is a safe space to get things off my chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing me down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, how about giving better help a try? It's entirely online, so it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire so you can get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DatingWhileGray today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DatingWhileGray. This is Dating While Gray, the grown-up's guide to love, sex, and relationships. I'm Laura Stasi. When season one of this podcast launched two years ago, who could have imagined that a contagious virus would basically shut down the entire world? With millions of people getting sick and dying, looking for a romantic partner seemed trivial, even dangerous. But as a year progressed, I started hearing from older daters who had decided to safely and cautiously look for new love. Many of them were lonely, tired of writing out the global health crisis on their own, and feeling like romance was so important to overall well-being that it was worth taking calculated risks. When season two launched last year, the coronavirus was still raging, of course, but the vaccines were rolling out, so there was hope. The world started opening up again, and for a time there, it looked like the worst was behind us. That's from a summertime wedding I attended in Key Largo, Florida. A nice hotel room, glow-in-the-dark beach balls, drinking and dancing with millennials. Oh, good times. But now here we are starting season three of the podcast. It's 2022 and COVID variants are causing infection rates and hospitalizations to rise again. Yes, this news is discouraging, but I'm among about 84% of Americans 50 and older who are fully vaccinated and I'm boosted. So I decided I could safely venture back out there. And on this episode, I'm sharing my field notes along the gray dating journey. 
I live in the Washington, D.C. metro area, so I've come across a lot of lawyers and government contractors, retired military members, but never did I expect to meet someone like this guy. Take my hand, I'm a stranger in paradise, alone in a wonderland. That's Michael. Yes, the D.C. area gray dating pool also has performers swimming in it. Michael's a retired opera singer. He's in his late 60s, has grown kids, and has been married and divorced twice. He's been single now for about a dozen years, and our paths crossed when we both signed up for a virtual speed dating event advertised for people 50 and older. Each man met each woman one at a time in a private breakout room, and then we chatted for about six minutes before getting switched out. And then afterward, if someone had sparked our interest, we could email them securely through the speed dating website. And that's what happened with Michael and me. He emailed me after the event. I responded right away. And then we met over Zoom a couple of times. Then Michael and I decided to meet in real life for a socially distanced hike on the Virginia side of Great Falls. And that's when we learned we were not a match. But hey, at least we made an effort. And Michael agreed later to talk with me for the show. I wanted to find out more about his love search and how he felt about speed dating. One of the biggest issues is the fact that I was an independent contractor all my life. I sang opera. And so I didn't acquire wealth or a really good retirement plan. You know, I get a little <laughs> pension. I get Social Security. I do fine. But I'm never going to be able to just sit back in my rocking chair and relax. I'm always going to have to work all my life, which is fine because I can always sing. I can always teach voice. I can always do something. But a lot of women of my age or a lot of women that are in the age group that I would date, especially on the dating sites, it's all, you know, I'm free to travel. I'm ready to go, you know, and I'm still working. You know, I'm still, <laughs> I, you know, in retirement, I'm still active. I have to pay my bills. Yeah. So are you saying that they're not looking for, you know, sugar daddies necessarily, but no. they're looking for a partner to enjoy retirement yeah. and you are working and exactly. you don't have the, but you do have the, I guess, the financial wherewithal to take care of yourself. Yeah. 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 So I want to talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about our communication online, no. um, virtual speed dating, in that we did virtual speed dating and... I remember you thought I had blonde hair and you did have gray hair. And then the first meeting we did after that virtual speed dating, I had better lighting so you could see my hair was gray. And meantime, what had you done? Do you remember? I probably colored my hair because yes. I color my hair when I was singing frequently. I mean, I colored my hair all the time. I, I went gray real early, like in my... But but not not pretty gray. Like my daughters even say, you know, Dad, you need to color your hair. Yeah, well, see, yeah. that's what I was going to... I thought you had told me that your daughter told you you needed to color yeah. your hair after our... So had you been coloring it before that virtual speed dating? And it pretty just, much. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was a new thing. No. No, no. I And I still... And I colored it. You know, I still keep it colored. And when I get it, just... It's not a pretty gray. It's not... You know, it's... it's oh, a, I'm not judging. I no, just... I know, yeah, I know. yeah. I can totally understand. It took me a long right. time before I decided I'm going to go gray. I'm going to do it. And I think as long as I wear mascara and lipstick, I'm going to be okay. But your hair is a, a, it's a 
pretty color gray. So I totally thank you. <laughs> um, are you, is there any part of you that is coloring your hair to attract younger women? Oh, no, not really. I think I've given up, given up on, I mean, younger. <laughs> I don't know what younger, I think sometimes that women in their, their 50s or late 40s is not too young for me. Mm -hmm. But I think that they think that I'm too old for them. But I feel I'm, I'm younger than my 68 years. I'm just not attracted to women who not let themselves go. But as women age, they get a little heavier. They don't stay in shape. And I don't want a bodybuilder, but, you know, just somebody that likes to be active and is younger than their years. You know, it's totally mental because you, you, I get online and I see some women that are 63, 62, 65, and they look like my grandmother, you know. I'm not shallow, but I keep myself in shape because I still want love. I still want uh, passion. I still want sex, you know. And there are a lot of women out there that are very attractive, that are older. But uh, for some reason, that you know, the ones that I'm interested in just sometimes just aren't interested in me. So I envy guys that are married for a long time or with somebody for a long time, and they've grown old together, and maybe you know, they've both gained weight or maybe she just has gained weight and he still loves her as much as he, he ever did and his passion. I envy that. Growing old with someone, whether they've gained weight or not, yeah. sometimes it's, how do I say this? Okay, sometimes when I look at a bunch of pictures, I feel like, oh God, I'm looking at a bunch of old men. Because in my mind, I don't look that, you know, yeah, but you're talking yeah. about how you feel. Yeah, exact same way, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and so I'm thinking, I wonder if they're going to look at me thinking, oh, look at that old lady. I think a lot of us do feel like we, you know, like I just turned 61. It's like, that sounds so much older than I feel. Oh, yeah, yeah. But maybe somebody does look at me and go, oh, there's a woman in her 60s. <laughs> like, really? But sometimes I think maybe it's, maybe the problem is people don't understand what age looks like. I yeah. mean, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I, I saw the movie uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, which was in the what, early <laughs> yeah. 90s. Um, I saw that, you know, back when, it, and I saw it for the second time just recently. And yeah. do you know Mrs. Doubtfire, they made her, she was supposed to be 60 years old. I'm thinking, what? <laughs> I'm older than Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back again to uh, something that kind of struck me. So we met and then we had a, conversation after that. And you said something like, let's just get the deal breakers off the table. Now that I do think about it, I think I wouldn't want to be with a smoker because it's not only bad for your health, you know, your breath, your clothes. Yeah. And you asked me, do you mean tobacco? Or, or pot. Or right. pot. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's got skeletons and deal breakers and, but there are things that, you know, when you all of a sudden like somebody, you know, you then, you then you start to worry. Then I like to get stoned. I like to smoke pot. Because you, know? mm -hmm. you talked about having sex while stoned. Yeah. I'm wondering the wisdom of revealing to a virtual stranger mm -hmm. that you like to have sex while you're stoned. Yeah, that was probably a mistake. Uh <laughs> and let's also say you have a medical marijuana card, right. so you're not doing anything illegal. No. Sometimes I get a little uh, insecure about the fact that an attractive woman on these dating sites has 
so many more options mm -hmm. at her disposal than a man does. It's just hard to find that initial spark. Yeah, it's it's very difficult, especially in this atmosphere. I mean, it's it's clearing up a little bit. They used to have these, you know, singles dances for you know the older crowd, you know, and that was fun. It was fun to go to that, and every now and then, you know, you look around, you go, ah, no, I don't see anybody here. I really, be. <laughs> or every now and then you would, you go, wow, you know, and yeah. you meet, but but it's just it's uh, it's more difficult. I try to use all my tools to impress a woman as far as I can impress her, you know. You know, opera singers, not like rock stars, don't have groupies, but there are some, yeah. you know, that are influenced by your, you know, they see you on stage and, you know, they're yeah. infatuated and, you know, that type of thing. Well, that's uh, now the only women to see me on stage are about 75 years old. So. <laughs> that's okay. Older women. Yeah, but I like, you know, yeah. like I said, I, you know, I don't mind older women. I don't mind. Yeah. I like women my age, I, you know, and I like strong women. It's just that a matter of, you know, it's just, uh, it's got to be the, you know, it's got to be the right the situation. Right okay, some of what Michael said may have been difficult to hear. Maybe it was just an awkward way of trying to define chemistry. I mean, I don't think I've let myself go, and still Michael didn't feel a spark for me, which is fine because I didn't feel a spark for him either. Chemistry, it can be elusive. I do appreciate Michael's candor, and I appreciate a singing talent. I love to sing in the shower, and I love to dance. I'm in the ballroom back room at Glen Echo Park, an arts and cultural center in Maryland, just over the DC line. And I'm waiting for a swing dance lesson to start. I've heard from a lot of people that Glen Echo is the place to go for people who like to dance. You pay about 20 bucks for an hour lesson in swing or waltz or maybe salsa, and then stay for the social dance. You don't need prior experience, and most important, you don't need a partner. Everyone who comes gets the opportunity to dance with everyone else. This particular swing dance session was one of the first events that started back up again at Glen Echo after the COVID-19 vaccines rolled out. Attendance was limited, and when we signed up, we had to show proof of vaccination. You know, I started out really excited about this event, even went online and bought cute red dance sneakers. But by the time I arrived, I was having second thoughts. Glen Echo is huge. A lot of buildings, acres of green space. It took me a while to find the right parking lot. And then I had no idea where to go. Thankfully, I didn't spend too much time wandering around before I met Ellen. I was married for 20 plus years and my husband passed away about 10 years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. And we ran into each other at the parking lot at Glen Echo. And I have to say, I was already feeling very, what's the word? Nervous? More like... Apprehensive? <laughs> apprehensive, that's a good word. And I probably would have left if I hadn't run into you. So tell me about your experiences with dancing. I started Dancing, I mean, I've always been a dancer and I've always loved dance and have danced in college and danced throughout when I could get, get an opportunity to dance. But after my husband died, I decided I was going to take swing dance lessons. And I had heard about Glen Echo as a place to go 
to dance, but I wasn't ready yet. I figured I should take some lessons first, which was very smart. And I took a beginning class and really got into it and then made my debut at Glen Echo. And it was, <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So did you, you took the classes unpartnered? Yes. Yes. You don't need a partner. You don't need a partner. That's what's so great about it because you come and you line up the the women and the men or the leaders and the followers. And of course you could switch if you want to be a leader versus a follower. And then you pair up for a little bit of dancing and then you rotate one, one of the leaders or the followers rotate. So you're always switching partners, which is great. Okay. I did notice, but I thought it was great. There were people of all ages, um, all kinds of couples. So I I thought that was really uh, good Uh, because one thing I thought was even though we switched off partners, I thought it would have been more fun if I had gone with a man, with a friend. I don't know. It just felt a little... So have you ever felt odd about it or... I started dating someone that I met at the class. And so I think initially when I went to Glen Echo, I went with him, but I wanted to dance with other partners. I didn't just only want to want to dance with him. And that was great because there were some incredible dancers. <laughs> so that was more fun. So tell me about this class. You took this class and he just happened to be also taking the class? Yeah, it was a little rocky at first. It wasn't clear what was going on with his marriage. And then, and he moved here from, he, he wasn't here. He moved here from somewhere else. And then, yeah, then we started dating. Uh-huh. Um, it sounds like it's, you're no longer dating. We're no longer dating. Mm-hmm. No, no. But so it's funny because swing dancing and speci- actually any kind of dancing, I would always think that's, I put that in the category of like going to a winery that you don't do that thinking you're going to meet someone because it's kind of, it seems like a couple's activity to me. But you're saying no. No, 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 no. Not at a place like Glen Echo because so many people come that are not coupled. So, I mean, there's there's hundreds of people that will show up. Again, this is pre-COVID when it was open dancing at the Spanish ballroom. Hundreds of people would show up of all ages. And most I would say most were not coupled. Mm -hmm. So there's an opportunity to perhaps meet a romantic partner. Yeah, there is an opportunity to do that. Actually, now that I think about it, I did meet somebody else at the oh. dance. I forgot about him. <laughs> he didn't last very long. But anyway, um, we met during that initial class and he was having some some issues and some problems. And I was just being a gentle follower slash leader to give him some pointers. And then we just started talking and and then we uh, we dated just for a short period of time. Uh, so I was telling you earlier, I was uh, I felt very uncomfortable for many reasons. You seemed very much at ease, and it wasn't the footwork that made me uncomfortable. It was just kind of the whole thing. It was warm. These were sweaty strangers. <laughs> But you seemed very lively. I, I turned around. You were like spinning and laughing and smiling. You seemed um, very comfortable. Because I love swing dancing. And it had been, what, 16 months since I last went to a swing dance. So I was ready. I was ready to dance. I didn't care who I danced with. I just wanted to dance. 
if I'm going to dance to have fun, but also see what's out there from a romantic standpoint, is there one type of dancing I should be looking at? I think Glen Echo used to have Sunday afternoons ballroom dancing. And then there's also contra dancing. So that appeals to multi-ages. I've done that a bunch of times. And what is contra dancing? Contra dancing is like square dancing. And I so think I have... want to try that. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll do contra dancing. Yeah. We're just going to try contra dancing. So they call up, they call up the moves, and people are very. Some some people are. Uh, if you go there, the same thing. There's a class beforehand, and they explain everything. At least at Glen Echo, you find a partner. You know, you just grab someone, and then you get in a square. Oh yeah, uh, or you could be, or you could be in a line. They just have you line up, and then they call out the moves. And people are very helpful if you get if you get lost. <laughs> yeah, I do remember when I was much younger, my family was in a camping club, and we would have there would be square dances. And as a little kid, I loved it. I thought it was so fun because I guess I wasn't that little because I was interested in boys already. But you know, they line them up, so you never know who's opposite you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, contra dancing. That's yeah. on my list. Just call me. I mean, Laura, just just let me know, or I'll let you know when I'm going. We could, you could do that. I checked in with Ellen recently. She's keeping an eye out for contra dancing, and I am going to give Glen Echo another go. As Ellen proved, you can meet a romantic partner by going dancing. You know, I think anything that involves physical activity is a good way to meet people. Which brings me to pickleball. That's next. Hey, sorry for the interruption. It's Anita Rao from the podcast Embodied. I'm tearing you away from Laura for just a moment to tell you about my show. Laura is a big fan, and we think that you will be too. On Embodied, we have conversations about our bodies that will take you into unexpected territory, like a discussion on lingerie that will have you looking twice at the sexy ads that follow you around on social media, or why that diet you just committed to, I'm really sorry to say, is likely not going to work. We'll meet folks who aren't afraid to question what we think we know about intimacy. We're embracing the unique ways their bodies shape their lived experience, who have some fascinating stories to share about their relationships. Find Embodied on the app you're listening to right now. And let's take on the taboo together. That's the sound of people playing pickleball a mashup of tennis, badminton, and ping pong. It's reportedly the fastest growing sport in the U.S. and not just among older people. I think it's because it's easy to learn and a lot of fun. I mean, even the name, Pickleball. I got hooked after taking lessons with four other women and one man. Let's call him Clyde. Now, we were all over 50 and four of the five women were single as was Clyde. So clearly the romantic odds were in his favor. However, that was the furthest thing from Clyde's mind. I had no expectations of meeting anyone. I just wanted to learn how to play pickleball and see what all the fuss was about. 
Clyde had a long first marriage and a short second marriage. Both had ended in divorce. And after that second divorce. I was like a hermit. Oh. Yeah. I didn't date in that time at all. In fact, even after that, after the court battle and the divorce, I didn't, I didn't date at all. I just, that was when I was looking at the end of my career and trying to figure out, yeah, what am I going to do? And it's, it's all about me and I can do whatever I want. And then I was talking to the financial advisor in 2017 and retired in 2018. When I retired, I, I sold the house, that, the big house, you know, that we were in when I was married the second time. Uh-huh. And I didn't buy anything right away. I just rented. So I decided to travel. I always wanted to see the United States. So I bought a minivan, oh. put my golf clubs in there <laughs> and some clothes and uh, stuff for all seasons. And I hit the road. Wow. So you were in a minivan by yourself traveling the United States for how long? For a couple of years. Oh. Until the pandemic. Oh, my goodness. My plan was to play golf in all 50 states. I ended up going to Tucson fairly early in that spring of 2018. I decided, you know, Tucson's pretty nice. Uh So I found a furnished rental for six months and stayed the winter in Tucson, which was fabulous. Were you ever lonely? Not really. No, I, I... I decided in that time too that what I really wanted and you know going forward was a companion. Mm. Like especially a travel companion. Not a wife. <laughs> <laughs> and if she liked to play golf or liked to go on walks, that was another part of my whole thing. I, I go on walks almost every day. Uh-huh. And uh, it's like it's my job for an hour and a half to two and a half hours. Long walks. But then of course the second winter in Tucson, the pan the pandemic came. Yeah. In February, March. I decided I better get back east. I probably had had enough of visiting. I'd been to all of the states at that point. Oh. So I decided, you know, my girls are all in that general area. My family, my siblings, I got extended family all over Virginia and some in Maryland. This is where I need to be. So I was at peace with where I was and thinking, you know, if if I'm single the rest of my life, it's all good. Also in the class was a woman I'm calling Trish. She had recently ended her long marriage after discovering her husband had been wildly unfaithful. And when Trish signed up for pickleball, she didn't have romance on her mind either. My friend Joan, who I was playing tennis with, suggested that we take an intro to pickleball because she was having shoulder problems and she wanted to switch. And she heard that pickleball is a great sport for ex-tennis players. And I was actually not that interested in pickleball itself because I'd never even played it before. I didn't even know what a paddle was or you know what it looked like or what the ball looked like or anything. But I thought, what a nice way for me to meet people not really looking for dating, just women would be fine. I, I was at the point where I was, you know, very bitter about men at the time. Ugh, but sometimes when we least expect it, love comes knocking on the door or pinging across the pickleball court. And that's what happened with Clyde and Trish. 
I'm going to let them explain how they went from classmates to something more. And I want to note, I spoke with them individually, so it will quickly become apparent that they did not rehearse what they were going to say ahead of time. She introduced herself to me the first day at class and shook my hand. It was like magical. I think I felt this attraction to him. It was like the universe put really strong magnets in each of us. And we were like really attracted to each other and we could both sense it. It was the first day. The instructor said, hey, if you guys want to see what pickleball looks like, come over to this other drop-in location. It was after class. I was helping her with this other person in the class, um, put her pickleball bag and cart away in the shed. And I went over there and he was already there. We got on a discussion about where we lived and he said, oh, I live right around the corner from you. Uh, Do you like to take walks? She sort of asked me out kind of after the second class. She was hanging around and we were talking to our instructor and helping her put the equipment away. So on the way to our cars, it's the three of us. And she says, would anyone like to go for coffee? And I said, no, I don't drink coffee and got in my car and left. (laughs) I got home. I had nothing to do the rest of the day. And I was thinking, did she just ask me out? And what kind of idiot are you? But then I thought about it for a couple of days and we had shared contact information via our instructor at that point. So I emailed her and said, I really fumbled your question the other day. I would love to take a walk with you or I'll go with you while you have coffee and drink water or something else. And she responded, a walk sounds great. And it turns out we live less than half a mile from each other. So um, we started talking and we started realizing that we had a lot of things in common. The compatibility is off the charts in terms of what we like and what we like to do. Even our diets are very similar. We both try to do keto, but we both cheat and it's okay. And the musical tastes are very similar. 90% of the things that either he said to me or I said to him, we both had these incredible aha moments where like, that's me. Oh, I just went to Zion and I, and I have three daughters and, and we have identical, almost identical musical interests. He plays golf and I've always wanted to play golf. And it was just like this meshing of our interests. And it was really that. I guess we just started feeling really comfortable with each other. And I think it just kind of grew out of taking these walks together. We just started becoming really comfortable with each other. And I started looking forward to walks. But it was just this this feeling of, well, you know, I deserve someone else. I do. And I deserve to be happy. I was pretty happy before our pickleball class started. I'm really, really happy now. And I, I feel like one of the luckiest guys in the world and like better than if I hit the lottery. And I think at our age, I think the excitement is compounded. She might be exactly what I've been looking for all of this time in my entire life. You know, I love stories like Clyde and Trish's because it reiterates my philosophy of if it's meant to be, it will be. Trish and Clyde might not have been looking for romance, but they found it. 
Plus, they learned a new sport, met other people who've become friends, and had a lot of fun. So did I. So I can report that no, I did not personally make a lasting love connection. But yes, it is possible, even though the pandemic is still with us. Opportunities are all around us. And we'll be talking more about these opportunities and sharing more stories of seeking and finding love as season three unfolds. Dating While Gray is produced in partnership with WUNC North Carolina Public Radio. Our producer is Julia Karen. Charlie Shelton Ormond is our editor. Lindsay Foster Thomas is WUNC's director of content. And Jenny Lawson is our audio engineer. I'm Laura Stasi. For more on the show, check out datingwhilegray.com. If you have a question or a comment, I'd love to hear from you. Send an email to datingwhilegray at wunc.org. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.